My name is David Frayner, and we're here to interview Kate Braun, the second part of our show. <coughs> oh, welcome back. I'm still thinking about your story about growing up Catholic, and I just love the idea of a second opinion, um, which brought the house down. <coughs> and it reminded me a little bit of my own experience. Um, my family grew up in the Episcopalian church, and we moved into a very conservative church. And one Sunday, um, my brother, who's five years old, was in church and started to whistle. And you don't whistle in the Episcopalian church. Um, but he was whistling Onward Christian Soldiers. So, so we thought that, my parents and I thought that was terrific. But he was chastised in public by the senior, the, the uh, Sunday school senior superintendent lady. And shortly thereafter, we left the church because um, it was wonderful. Uh, so I think in lots of ways uh, we can resonate with the story even if we grew up in different religious traditions. And <clears throat> you uh, left the church and moved on to other things. You started to talk a little bit, or you talked somewhat about a more universal sense of spirituality. And I wonder if you could just say a little bit more about that, Kate, about what are, whether there were sort of stages of your evolution of your spiritual sense? Well, I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm still exploring. Um, Sounds uh, good. I, I think for me, you know, spirituality is a very personal thing. And as I said in, in the story, I'm grateful that I was given a solid foundation growing up because I think that was important. But I'd, I'd like to think that I've since evolved enough that I can look at other, other belief systems and other religions and um, kind of call what I, what I want from, from them and form my own, my own religion. You know, my husband, he basically lived by the golden rule, you know, and I, I think that's, that's a good place to start. <clears throat> I may have told you I, most of my career I served as a Unitarian Universalist minister. And one of the realities is that um, lots of people come into our tradition out of other traditions, depending on what part of the country you're from, sort of which tradition you come from. And in New England, there are lots of ex-Catholics. And one of the things that I found enormously difficult is that sometimes people were so wounded by the religion of their childhood, not just Catholicism, but all different sorts of religions, that they in effect um, came into Unitarian Universalism wounded and never really got beyond it. And sometimes it was just very painful because here was a f more free and open approach to religion and yet they were stuck in the pain of their childhood. And one of the things I really appreciate about your story is that sense that you were no longer Catholic, but you really honored the tradition that you came out of and the grounding that it gave you. And I, th I think that is a real gift. And I think most of us are looking for some kind of sense of spiritual wholeness. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of different places to find it, not just in the institutional church. So I appreciate that. Well, in the introduction, you talked about, um, you shared with us that um, you have a background in acting and teaching acting. And I wonder if we could turn to that for a minute. 
how did you get interested in acting? Uh, inform your approach to storytelling in some ways? <laughs> you knew I was well, going to ask yeah, this question, in, right? You know, in the interest of, of uh, transparency. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, this is only the second time I've been up here telling a story. Um, I mean, I think, I think to a great extent we're all storytellers because you know, we have experiences that we share with uh, family and friends, and um, so we all, we all have the ability. Um, I think as an actor, uh, I don't know, I, I, I think in the, you know, the couple stories I've told in a formal setting like this, um, I would say not so much my actor training has influenced, but I think more, uh, I also teach improv, improvisation for the oh. stage. And, you know, whereas when you're, when you're playing a role, when you're taking on a character, uh, usually you have a script and, um, you know, you, you learn the script, you, you uh, uh, rehearse it and, you know, you you have to find a way to make the character real and in the moment. And even though you come to the perform every night, uh, the performance, you know, you've you know how the you know how the play ends. You, as the actor, you know what's going to happen, but the character doesn't. And so you have to present it to the audience as it happening for the character for the first time, each and every performance. So I would say from that perspective, you know, that's something that is, is vital to storytelling. I think we pull the audience in by staying in the moment. Um, and we do that by, by um, well, in storytelling, I think for me, the more emotion that I can bring in um, when I, emotions, feelings, thoughts I was thinking when the story was actually happening to me. Um, the more I can bring that in, I think the more the audience will be pulled along. They kind of come along with you at that right, point. Right, and that's what we do as actors. Um, I think improvisation can also influence storytelling uh, very much because in improv, you're you're basically making it up as you go along. Although you do have, um, there are are games, and um, you know you have to find in each improv, you have to find the the beginning, the middle, and the end, which you need in stories too. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, this brings us to the end of our conversation with Kate Braun. Thanks so much for uh, sharing with us. And it brings us to the end of our True Tales broadcast. Our thanks to Bill Humphreys and Chad Cordner and the entire PPM TV team. Thanks to each of our storytellers. <laughs> and what a marvelous set of tellings we had tonight. Just marvelous. And thanks to you also, our audience. Storytelling, I believe, builds connections between people and among people. But, you know, it takes a community of listeners 
to make storytelling come alive. And so we really are appreciative of your presence, your being here, whether it's online, uh, broadcast, or in our audience. Um, also, we've just purchased 12 new chairs. So if you're thinking about coming to a storytelling session, there's plenty of room for you. Our next theme is in March is overcoming. And uh, <clears throat> we very much look forward to uh, everyone's presence. There is room on the storytelling docket if you have a story to tell. And as Amy has mentioned, our storytelling workshop is the first Tuesday of every month. You can find more information on our Facebook page. Thanks to everyone. My name is David Frainer. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Thank you so much.